Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. Welcome to the QTB podcast. My name is Brad, and with me, as always, is the man who sings the jingles that make my heart tingle. It's my man. It's the man. It's the man. It's the face of QTB. It's my boy, Nick, over there. What's going on, Nick? What's going on, Brad? How you doing today, buddy? I'm excited, man. You know, this this two podcast every two weeks now makes me excited to really dive into what's happened and what's transpired the last couple of weeks. So, yeah. but you know what? We, we need... We need a, a third to our trio for tonight. And I think you. Oh, paging Brad. Well, oh. I mean, at least he tried to hand it off to me before he lost. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Can you, for <laughs> you... some reason, I'm back, introduce our special guest for tonight's podcast. I love it. Uh, thank you so much, Brad. Yes, uh, uh, filling in for Bruno, who is currently on a, a lovely Disney cruise, by the way. Good for you, buddy. Have fun with that. Um, is the one and only James from Games with John and James, everybody's real favorite podcast. Let's be honest. We're just here to, you know, to do what we do. Uh, but uh, great stuff over there. And, of course, James, obviously, uh, the editor-in-chief over at the Podcasters United um, blog featured on QTB at quitthebuild.com. Welcome to the podcast, my good sir. How are you today? I am uh, I'm hyped. I'm excited. I'm very beige. Uh, you know, it's going to be a beijing good time. Hey, I love it. I have to say, um, I was just watching um, uh, reruns of The uh, Price is Right. There's like a whole channel that does this. Um, and it was like a 1970s episode. And I think I saw a washer-dryer combo with the same color as your wallpaper there. Yeah. And I do definitely was a, yeah. feel like I'm transported back in time. I mean, the door's going to open. Mr. T's going to come in with the A-team. And it's going to be like, let's go. And I'm going to go out <laughs> on a fun mission. One dollar, Bob. One dollar. One dollar, Bob. I love it. Best band name ever. Okay. Uh, and hey, look, we got a great show for you here today, everybody. We are going to be talking about uh, some of the latest gaming news. Obviously, a little bit later, we're going to talk about the... It, it, I got to tell you, Brad, uh, it is an absolute travesty that Bruno is not here for this episode because we're going to be I talking know. about... He's been, he's, he willed us into existence. I mean, yeah. this is... this is I, we're, we're taking a lot of credit for this. I'm Him just going on a cruise must have been like the event that, like, that Jim Ryan said, okay, he's finally gone. Now I'm going to leave. Um, yeah, Jim Ryan has announced in uh, March of 2024 he's going to be stepping down as the CEO of, of PlayStation. Um, so we'll talk about that, the implications, and uh, what that could mean for Sony going forward. And, of course, we'll be talking about uh, the big story for today, which is going to be uh, the Unity Backlash, which we covered on our podcast. And, James, I think you guys ta talked about a bit on your podcast as well, right? We did. Uh, like, yeah. It, this has been such, like, the past couple months have just been so weird to kind of watch. I mean... Unity deciding to do their ridiculous, blasphemous thing. Their company tanks 20%, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, hold on, we're just kind of kidding now. Please don't hate us. And then um, you had Microsoft drop that bombshell. Like Phil Spencer even said, if Game Pass doesn't do well with this new iteration, they're pulling the plug. And mm -hmm. then we get Jim Ryan stepping down from Sony. This is like a one, two, three punch of like video game apocalypse, and I am here yeah. for it with some popcorn. The, uh, I yeah. was going to say, you know, 
we've talked about this year in earlier podcasts how this in a lot of ways has been a banner year a rebound banner year for gaming right 2023 has been really strong but now we're the end of the year's coming you're right james a lot of these stories coming out are kind of um you know kind of you know oh is the water really that hot or is it kind of lukewarm to go into the end of the year so What's a better way to get started? But then, Nick, what, what do we always? How do we always start the podcast? You know, well, what, what you've been all, playing lately? What you've been playing? Yeah, I mean, Brad, uh, you might as well kick it off there, man. What's uh, what's been happening with the end video games land? Well, I'm excited because Fortnite Mares is coming out today. Mm. So, as you know, as a resident Fortnite fanatic of our of our podcast, this is, in my opinion, the best time of the year for Fortnite. You know, we go through the seasons, the chapters, all of that. There's some new mechanics, some new fun things to check out. But every year, mark your calendars for October. They always bring out the best things for Fortnite mirrors, the new game mode, new new seasonal seasonal merch, you know, back blings, pickaxes, skins, you name it. The Halloween stuff is the best when it comes to what Epic puts out every year for Fortnite. So that starts tonight and I believe runs through Halloween. So if you haven't been on in a while, hop on there. I even know like this year's NPC villain has a variant where he turns into a vampire and you get to see that happen during like real live matches. And so, um, you know, they're, they're bringing the pumpkin bomber back. There's going to be some new, the candies back. I mean, there's just so much. It, it, if you love Halloween and you love Fortnite, this is the time to be playing. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be checking that out. The season's been pretty strong. I've been loving some of the new additions with the guns. So that's where I'll be. You'll see me sporting. You know me. I've got the ca- the catalog of skins. And so I'm going to be rolling through the Rolodex of all my Halloween skins each and every night as I play. I love it. Well, listen, James, you know, I uh, this week... It just it just worked out this way. Um, for those that you don't know, James is kind of the 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 JRPG guy. I try to be the JRPG guy of like of like the the QTB trio. Um, but really, James is the real aficionado. So, did I do this to get street cred with James? Yes, but that's okay. Um, listen, I um, have been uh, working on. Many of you know I've been working on building out my retro game collection, and a lot of that means just going back and picking up the games um, that I can find in the wild because heaven knows eBay has its uh, a share of lemons and fakes. Um, so I came across uh, a very very rare uh, find, and again, big thanks to Cartridges Galore. We did that sponsored live with them uh, last month. They came in clutch with this pickup. Um, for the Sega Saturn, a JRPG that I've wanted to play for a very long time, Shining the Holy Ark. Now, the reason why this is a special uh, JRPG, and look, the Saturn um, had a lot of very interesting uh, uh, RPGs that weren't afraid to kind of push uh, the, the limitations of the console, but also push the concepts of gaming um, and and what could be accomplished in an RPG. Um, and in the Dreamcast era, that happened too. But this game in particular... Um, they were called Sonic Software Planning back uh, when this game was made. But obviously when Sega broke up, that that whole group no longer existed as they were. They went on to become Camelot Software and made a little series of games called the Golden Sun series, which has some of the most un- unique, just lovely, um, and not even nostalgic, but aged well, uh, sprite work. Um, and that sprite work got its start in this game, but in a higher fidelity than the Game Boy Advance could provide. So if you're into JRPGs, um, and I've been playing, I love it. It's a dungeon crawler. It's a classic one, but it's got 3D effects. And there's just some really, really cool stuff happening visually that I don't really get through a lot of JRPGs. But I'm telling you right now, I am going to beat this game come hell or high water, okay? I'm busting out the map. I'm writing down all the all the, all the the tips, okay? And I'm getting to the end of this thing, James. We're going to do it, buddy. 
That is what I want to hear. Uh, that is literally, if uh, you had to not play any JRPGs anymore, people, this is probably one of the best games within the Shining series, bar none. It kind of took a turn at the PlayStation 2. Like, Sega Saturn, Sega CD, Sega Genesis was prime Shining time. And that is, like, the hidden gem. Everybody wants to say, you know, Panzer Dragoon Saga. Okay, sure, I hear you. But that is a $2,000 game. <laughs> that's, a, that's a please emulate and don't break your wallet yeah, game. Yeah, no shot. <laughs> but this, it's such a fun, it's so awesome to hear you playing that. And it was one that didn't, you know, it didn't overstay its welcome. Like, you can finish that game within 20 to 30 hours, depending on, you know, how long or, like, how wide you want to go. If you're a completionist, hey, you know, have fun. I love that game. So you got all the street cred here, right? Yes. And I appreciate it. Like, that <laughs> is a throwback. Nice. Well, what about you, James? What's, uh, what have you been playing? So I'm going to pitch both of you guys a question. Okay. If I tell you you can play as... Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, but in an RPG, would I color you intrigued? Brad, this might finally get you over to RPGs, dude. <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, it would. So uh, in my manicness with traveling, uh, I am gone the next month. I was like, you know, I need some games on my Switch. Uh, so I, I love card-based battlers. Those are still there. But then I heard of, I love the golden age of wrestling, and it's called WrestleQuest. It is literally an RPG meets muscle over-the-top 1980s wrestling. And it is so beyond glorious. I want to spoil everything for you, but then I know, you know, it might be spoiled. Like, you've got to check this yeah. out. Literally having Randy Oh, this Savage looks incredible. <laughs> he's, he's got it already. He's already up on the page. It is. Like, it is some, of the, some of the, like, like this yeah. looks so cool. Oh, man. <laughs> All the, right. Okay. I'm here for it over the top it's ridiculous and i've been having so much fun with it and i want to give the studio credit because when it was initially going to come out back in august it had a game breaking save feature which would have wrecked your experience deleted your file like it was a horrible game breaking experience they actually pumped the brakes on their initial release and we're talking like a day or two beforehand to fix no. it and then send it out complete to where you didn't have an issue and in today's day and age, I mean, that's just like can't, insane to hear about. You can't do that. How's wait? How's a CEO gonna tank a company, get a golden parachute, and then release a Chat GPT generated apology letter, James? I know, right? Like <laughs> doing it wrong. So <laughs> that's not how you video games. Twenty twenty three. What are you? <laughs> so, so this was published by Skybound Games and developed by Mega Cat Studios. Mm-hmm. Let's look at it says here. So I was just checking. Yeah, this looks pretty sweet. Just came out in August. You, so... you have got to give it a shot, Brad. You will love this game. I, I put more From what I can see here, it's, it sounds like a tremendous value for only $29.99. That seems like you're talking about the games. We talk about this all the time. These AAA developed games that are at that $70 price tag. You spend that money and sometimes you don't feel like you get your money's worth. I feel like the games that are developed right at that. We've talked about this, Nick, right? That mid tier yeah. pricing really is your best bang for your buck and sometimes the most enjoyable game. So mm -hmm. it sounds like this one fits right in that pocket. Right, James? Uh, my 140 hours played in this game wholeheartedly Whoa. agree. 
Man, that's like Starfield hours right there. I like it, man. And, and have you yeah. beat it yet? Uh, yeah, so I've beat it multiple times. I'm just having fun okay. with it. Um, uh, for you, Nick, I'm sorry. Uh, start Me and Starfield, we are not friends. I got a Series X just for that Ooh. game. Okay. And I had high hopes. Uh, I used to do MMOs. Eve Online, a buddy of mine, yeah. suckered me into playing. And I actually played five years of Eve Online, coinciding with me playing World of Warcraft. Imagine my free time right there. Yeah. Well, he gives you some free time. <laughs> uh, I was so hyped. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm excited. Maybe some zero zero space. This is going to be fun. And yeah. no, me and Starfield, we are, nope, we are not friends. But I do appreciate sci fi RPGs. So play it yeah. for me. I'm just glad that Bethesda tried a thing. You know what I mean? Something new, right? That, that's I mean, what you, you know what? I, I just love the fact that I can, you know, we're all Hulkamaniacs and can play WrestleQuest. That sounds awesome. <laughs> you, so. You've got. <laughs> Brad, I know Brad's neck game purchase. That's going to be it. I love it. Oh, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> 100%. You know, I might go buy it right after this. I don't know. I, you know, it, it may yeah. happen. Your well, face I'll tell you something. Up. Yeah, it did. If you're not watching the video podcast, this is why you got to do it. Because you can see him, like, searching. All, he's, he's on his phone searching. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I love it. Well, I'll tell you guys something else that's new, and that is our newest supporter over on our uh, QTB Patreon. Uh, thank you so much to our QTB and Fuego supporters. I'm talking about Epic Capture Productions, Matt.Bat, Megan, uh, Andrea, Cassandra K, Lisa A, and our newest QTB and Fuego supporter, Parker Reigns. Love that guy. Thank you so much, buddy. Welcome to our QTB and Fuego family. And also our QTB Plus supporters, Nick Nick, the Dudist Monk, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, the Intergalactic Pinecone, Fluffy Bunny, Terry the Kitten, Maddie, and Lady Ellie. Guys, tiers start as low as just $2 a month and come with so much content. I don't... You, you, uh, look, there's not a lot you can get these days for $2, but 2 bucks. we are talking about a back catalog of bonus content, extended episodes of podcasts. I even threw a couple ringtones in there because people st- <laughs> you still... You still need a ringtone for your phone, guys. Don't If you're using one of the default ones... Come on, you can't, you can't even get a McDouble for two dollars anymore. You, you might as well just <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. Like, there's there's so much more value there. You talk about yeah. the value menu at restaurants. No, the value menu is at QTV. So. That's right. That's it. It's it's still in effect. Um, and of course, you can get exclusive merch shoutouts and more at the Plus and Enfuego tiers. Check it out at uh, Patreon.com/slash Quit the Build. All right, friends. Well, this is a Hello, fairly breaking fluff, news. Nick. Let's get yeah. to the stuff. Let's That's get to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> um, and uh, this is, I would say, a fairly uh, shocking uh, thing that's happened given the the swiftness of the decision, and that is uh, coming from over at the New York Times. I always say, when... oh, sorry, don't 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 be doing a Taylor Swift pun there. I, I, there's been enough <laughs> of her in the sports media lately. Okay, this, she this doesn't is... need to be she doesn't be encroaching a... on our gaming space. Okay, yes. I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan. I am all for this. I am also yeah. a Swifty, uh, courtesy of my wife. Uh, I am all for this. They can make some beautiful tabies that are just like seven foot tight ends. I am here yeah. for it. Well, breaking uh, news, everyone! We just found out that James is a is a Swifty. All right. I, the 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 breaking news, the developments are uh, they couldn't be coming any faster, any more furious. But <laughs> you know, I will say though, as far as Taylor goes, I mean, look, this Unity chief he's going to be looking for a new CEO job. He did work uh, for EA um, and and wiped their valuation out. Then headed on over to Unity, wiped them out. So the third part of his era's tour, I say, he goes over to Sony. Right? They're going to be looking for a CEO pretty soon. What a Go play. torpedo that, buddy. 
Wow. <laughs> kudos. Kudos, no. my friend. That um, was well done. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, the actual story, and this is from the New York Times.com, is that uh, John uh, uh, Rich Richatiello, um ended up uh, uh, is resigning effective immediately. Um, actually has been removed from his position as the CEO of Unity, of course, the very popular uh, gaming development platform that uh, after the backlash from the uh, fee structure that would have significantly increased costs for the everyman that uh, develops games for the platform um, and uh, caused a mass exodus from the platform to seek out uh, similar uh, platforms that wouldn't try and nickel and dime um, and change the, the terms of a contract with their, uh, their, their, their uh, developers. Now, we talked about this on a previous podcast, and I always say, once the New York Times picks up your video game-related story, it's big. Right, and that's why I went with the New York Times. It's big now, okay? Um, and this is huge because the, I mean, I, I have never seen a backlash as, as quick and as severe um, as we saw with Unity, especially when you saw so many different developers that have never put out like a, a public statement about anything, right? Because these guys are busy making video games. That's just the end of the day. With these indie studios, they ain't got time to be on there, uh, you know, making waves. Um, and that's what their social media person does. It's just, the, it's just what they can. So for them to come out and make these statements in tandem um, of like, look, we're leaving this platform. Like, we're never going to make a game on Unity again. And bear with us. We may not be able to release the game. You know, Cult of the Lamb threatened to just like literally delist their game. That, that's such a beloved title. Um, you know, I, I, James, when you uh, uh, cover this on your podcast the first time around, did you think that it was going to end with the removal of the CEO? Uh, I was honestly hoping so. I Unfortunately, I didn't really have high hopes for that happening just because most CEOs can weather the chaotic storm. Like this tops, if you remember the Star Wars Battlefront fiasco with loot boxes back in the day, like this is like taking the gravy even more from that because every indie developer was about to be punished like insanely so like you mentioned cult of the lamb like that game literally has a cult following that took off and they would have hit that threshold for that final threshold part that they were talking about with the million sold and it would have just taken so much out of them which in turn hurts us as gamers because now companies are behind the eight ball do i keep my employees do i delay this like how am i going to manage this like i wanted that so i have not ever been a fan of this guy like john bye uh hey actually taylor swift you know dear john <laughs> we've just found the theme for our episode everybody we have just found the, the thread the that's going to carry this episode. through oh my it gosh is. i let you and know I, i'm here for it we might as well look what you made us do well, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like, we're gonna take our getaway car as you know gamers and enjoy bye bye, everybody <laughs> you know what there's nothing else i can do but head into this rest of this podcast fearless so yeah. oh you know man it's it's non-stop and we got taylor green in the chat right now that's just laughing it up so there you go um <laughs> uh, yeah and, and and some random guy said hey look the eras tour has been pretty bomb so okay all right it's just this, I, this is the taylor swift episode now Hey, I appreciated a five and a half hour concert. It was insane. My I cannot imagine. Well, let me ask you this, guys. Yeah. Okay. Do you think, I mean, getting back to the story here, do, mm -hmm. do, does a CEO resigning save the company face? Like, is that going to give developers a reason to not 
feel the way they've felt the past while, right? Like, is this is this a PR move more than anything to try to weather the PR nightmare that's been thus the last, what, few weeks to a couple months? I mean, wh- what is the impact of this really going to have in terms of what devs have been saying over the last little while in terms of what the like what what it, it, does it have any value does it does it help does it does it make you feel better about it it's a classic move right like somewhat there has to be blood um and it's going to be you know the 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 shareholders are going to make sure it's it's someone that's high profile in this case the person that was the face of this decision right um and when when you look at it at the end of the day um the last update that i saw as far as them walking back the initial claims that outrageous claims of just you know uh, charging on a, on a per download basis in a world where one person can download the same game as many times as they want and they said there's there's no cap if if johnny over here uninstalls the game 25 times and reinstalls it we're billing you um you know they only walked back um some of the stuff that would really really affect the little guy right uh, but that there is still plenty of things about a pricing model change in there that would still retroactively affect some of the bigger people that have existing games that were published in Unity. Um, so I, I, yeah, there's there's obviously damage control in effect here. But at the end of the day, the CEO wasn't the only person who made that decision. This is a big well, company. Yeah. And that's my point. Maybe I'll pivot to James for this mm-hmm. follow-up question. You you kind of walked where I wanted you to go. I kind of led you down the road. I gotcha. You know. <laughs> If that's a if that's a company decision, if that's what people top down in the company believe, what does scapegoating one person really do to the perception of the company? If you're still saying, "Oh yeah, well we fired that guy who made the decision, but we actually still really want you to pay that money and are not going to walk back that decision," what does that say? I mean, again, like it, James, like do you are, are, should 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 Unity be really should should we be looking other directions uh, from Unity for for the for that you know development? I mean, I just it just doesn't seem like it's enough, or like they need to walk back what they said. Uh, so I I think it's a smoke and mirrors tactic. Uh, like yeah, John Ricitello or Ricitello, not sure how to say his last name. We're just gonna call yeah. him John By. Yes, and um. <laughs> like, he may have been the forerunner, you know, like spearheading this, like this is my idea, my creation. But like all companies, there are layers, right? Like you have layer one, let's talk about the idea. Okay, we're going to get to the next table of people, the next table of people until the very end where it's like, cool, let's go forth and conquer. We truly don't know how many people were involved with this. And okay. sure, you can, you can scapegoat the guy at the top all you want. That's fine and dandy. But don't pull the wool over our eyes because, I mean, if you look at if you look at their largest games out there, I mean, we're talking like Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Among Us, Untitled Goose Game. Like just those three alone, I guarantee you have millions and millions and millions of downloads. And yeah, they may be able to kind of pay some of this because they are bigger, but you are still going to nickel and dime people. Like you, it doesn't matter if you protect the little guy, you have to protect everybody across the whole. We understand what's going on and just firing the CEO, that's not going to cut it. You have to, it's, it's kind of walking with honesty, right? Like be unbelievably transparent moving forward. What's going to happen? Because if you aren't, if these games, if their top 10 games created, all pull the plug and say, Hey, we're out. We're going to go with another engine. They're going to fold. Like Mm -hmm. they feel like a company that's kind of riding the coattails of the success of their top 10. And that's where the majority of their money comes. And they got greedy. They got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. 
I personally feel everybody involved with this decision either takes a step down or takes a step stage left and exits the company. That's the only way I see this positively moving forward. Mm. Sounds like there's a lot of bad blood in the water and, uh, you know, it's not easy to shake it off. So, yeah. uh, you know. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, look, the, the audience is dubious. Yeah, you, you got me. Yes, of course. Uh, sorry. Sorry. That one, I, I'm watching the chat right now. I, I should know anytime now that, that Brad opens his mouth, it's going to be a Taylor Taylor Swift joke. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you're not well, out of Don't worry. It, I, I'm committed now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love don't, it. Don't blame me. You don't do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, James is the problem. It's him. Um, so, guys, uh, our chat is, is very much echoing. I knew you were trouble when you joined the podcast, oh, James. Oh, my I mean, gosh. I mean, we, we should we should just stop talking about gaming news. It's just it's just, it just puns now. Yeah. But, but Nick, maybe you can maybe you can put a, put a bow on this one. Like, do yeah. you, you know what what's what's the next six months? What's the next year look like? Is there going to be kind of a resurgence for them? I mean, is there a way? What what's their way back to maybe creating a new love story with with mm -hmm. devs? Oh man, I um look okay. Well, our chat right now is uh is very much echoing what what we had just said, which is that. that People aren't buying it. Um, so Taylor Green, um, some random guy, and others, they're, they're in chat right now just saying, like, yeah, it just seems like a save face thing. Um, there's nothing sincere about it. It's just it's a boilerplate move um, that, that you do when you tank your company 20% over one silly announcement. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know what Unity was expecting because he did the same thing to EA before he left. Like, remember, this is the guy that came out on record trying to uh, float the idea to investors that he could come up with a, a battlefield style game that would charge you on the fly to reload your weapon once you run out of bullets that's the kind of brain that this guy has is just how do we turn the screws as much as possible um and 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 get money out of people and it like what do just respawn at that point by the way what are you doing um but i i i uh, to put a bow on it here i really do think that we are uh, in this era where I, I love that the reaction to people from the effects of social media for all the downsides of it in 2023 can be swift and severe enough that it can impact the, the pocketbooks of the people that need to be impacted to make the changes, right? That, it, it was a grassroots movement of people that got together um, and said, we're all going to go out there at the same time. We're going to get upset about this, and we're going to we're going to go for change. Did they get some? I think yes, to a certain extent. Did they walk back a lot of it? Yes, they did. But there's still probably going to be changes, and uh, I, I think that the ultimate move is you need to make a very clear public PR statement that rallies off of this while people like us are talking about it and be like, hey, not only is he gone, a 100% of what he said that he was going to do is also gone. Now he's your scapegoat. Now everybody who may still be at the company and is still at the company that also had that idea, right? Um, Chris, the intern that, that got the ideas uh, sent straight to the top, doesn't have to take the responsibility for it, and they can forge a new path forward. There's no way they weren't profitable before this, and they will be profitable after. 100%. I mean, it was definitely a cruel summer, and they have an opportunity to spin that around into a wonderful wintertime. So, uh, you know, I think, I think what you said, Nick, is, is the right play. James, I think I he mean, literally just has like a, a, a discography of, of Taylor Swift pulled up right now. And this is what we're I dealing do. with for the rest of the yeah, episode. This is your fault. Of, hey, I know, and I'm, I'm here for it. Look, there's tons of bad blood with what Unity did. And now they're pulling the look what you made me do strategy. So we're going to see if this uh, pays off. Because if not, they will not be out of the woods just yet.
All right. Well, I'm going to try and tailor Mahomes in on the next story, and that's going to be uh, talking about <laughs> talking about. I did it. I did it, everybody. Talking about our next story, which is coming from, of course, uh, a Variety.com. Another big story covered by a non-gaming headline. And uh, this story is, of course, about Jim Ryan. So listen, uh, anyone that has listened to this podcast since its inception knows that us, and especially Bruno, are no fans of of Jim Ryan. It's been a very interesting era of PlayStation, at least in North America, especially with the the fiasco over the the, the Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition by Microsoft, which actually is getting uh, inked and completed this week. That is happening. So how that changed the gaming landscape, we'll find out for better or for worse. Um, but uh, the big story is that, yeah, uh, Jim Ryan, the PlayStation boss, is set to exit Oni. Uh, oh, <laughs> exit Oni. Um, Sony after almost 30 years. Can you believe I stream? I make these word gaps all the time. Um, so uh, this is a, a crazy. We're talking like 30-some years um, in the gaming business. Um, and now the uh, COO and CFO, uh, Hiroki Totoki, which is fun to say, will assume the role of the uh, the chairman of Sony Interactive, and uh, they're going to be looking for uh, Ryan's successor, especially uh, you know a face that can be an international face for the company. Um, and I mean, look, I, I think that what we need to do is just kind of you know CEOs come and CEOs go, right, for good or bad reasons. And it's not like PlayStation is suffering right now for all of the interesting business decisions that they've made. They're they're it, it, Sony, Sony, right? Uh, Sony's going to do Sony things. But I mean, Brad, you know, and uh, man, I, you're going to have to be the guy that talks on behalf of Bruno here because uh, he can't take his victory lap uh, on the air. Um, I mean, what are your immediate thoughts about like the the the, the legacy he's left behind? I, I think w- it's funny that we have two stories about CEOs. So that's that the the, the symbolism and that's actually really interesting. And I'm going to play the other side of the coin here. Just as much as we said what was going on with Unity was just kind of a save your face move. I think sometimes when someone's been there too long, the stalwartness of that person and presence can also hurt innovation and hurt creative thinking because they start to establish it's my way or the highway type of 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 a mentality and that really can you know kind of really demean culture in the environment of that workplace right so you start to uh, people will start to go oh no jim's not gonna like that i don't i'm not even gonna pitch that idea right if it it just it really it really stymies creative creativity and potential like something that could be off the wall or out of the box but could be revolutionary in terms of something that could be created and so i think in this light Folks like Bruno, who have felt a very, very passionate perspective on on Jim Ryan's time with PlayStation, this could be that door opening to people to say, hey, the culture could change. Some things will stay the same, but maybe some things will change. And maybe now it's my time to see what could happen and open that door a little bit to maybe revisit PlayStation and see what they're going to offer. And, and, and I think that, that that's the difference between the Unity story and this story is I think there is a time period here where Jim has had an influence and, and created a culture that now could change with him no longer being there. Very interesting. I mean, James, you know, uh, obviously as a, a fan of the genres that you are a fan of, 
Sony's kind of the direction that you go in uh, these days uh, with their their heavily uh, Eastern influenced game development uh, in the first party sector. I mean, you know, do you do you see any kind of of uh, window of opportunity here for what they can do with someone new finally in the driver's seat, or maybe a, a certain business practice that you thought you know uh, you you especially didn't like or did like under Jim Ryan's uh, tenure? Well, I mean, I do think it's karma that's uh, coming around in order to uh, come full circle for Jim Ryan. Like, he's had his pros and cons. Like, he's been with the company since 1994. Um, He's, we can say, like, you know, the bottom to the top kind of person because he wasn't always as high up as he was. Um, I mean, it's going to be kind of a give and take, right? Like, with him gone and right now with uh, Japanese influence being there... Does big Sony decide to say, hey, we're going to keep this fully Eastern side, or are we going to do a face that'll connect more with the Western audience? Because the gaming landscape, it's it's in major conflicts right now. The Activision Blizzard deal, that's going through. Uh, Microsoft is still viewed as the enemy for Sony. And Jim Ryan had no good words to ever say about Microsoft. It, it was basically a look what you made me do kind of mentality. Hey, there it is. So, <laughs> you missed the karma reference. You already dropped that one too. Tris, Tris said in chat, "There it is again." A uh, chat's loving catching all these references. By the way, they're making their own. I've got uh, Taylor Green saying that the number of uh, Swift puns is immaculate, and uh, Parker Rain saying he really enchanted me with that one. Hey, yeah. much love. So, but I think, um, I think what's going to happen? Whoever steps into this, it it's a two faced attack because. While Microsoft is still in the gaming world and with that deal like pending, you got to hit it out of the park. And your latest news literally being, oh, hey, look, it's a PlayStation 5 Slim for the same exact price. That's not exactly hitting it out of the park. And while RPGs are amazing on the PlayStation console, they're starting to go everywhere else. Uh, Limited Run Games did a really cool collector's edition, which you could still get for Persona 3 Reloaded. And that's on mm. the Nintendo Switch. That game is going to Xbox as well. Tales of Arise went to Xbox. If you look at it, most RPGs outside of like Final Fantasy or some super niche ones, they're on the Xbox now. So you gotta like somebody has to come in, step their game up. I mean, I I don't know where this goes. Like I feel personally, um, if a uh, Japanese person ends up taking over the seat, we're gonna see a lot more halting of the going wide if you will you read my mind whoa i was just gonna say that they need to pull a play out of nintendo's book and 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 they need to bring in a japanese ceo because i think who does first party titles better than anyone oh of course yeah nintendo nintendo Mm -hmm. and if that's going to be their platform that they live on still and saying we've got the exclusives we've got the best titles then take a page out of Nintendo's book and bring in someone who knows how to do that. And I think you can also create a new culture by bringing someone in like that, that has a different way of thinking, you know, ditch the West coast American way of thinking the way we do business, bring someone in from Japan, from the East, you know, Eastern part of the world. There's a different set of hierarchy rules, culture that breeds success. And I think that culture refresh could be huge for them. Like they, they know it all too well that if they choose to just kind of we're going to call it middle this middle of the road approach like don't get me wrong we've gotten some amazing things from your elden ring 
your um like i i really enjoyed ratchet and clank uh rift apart but the console exclusivity like the thing that they were touted for that we're all like oh man i'm i can't wait like are you ready for it that new metal gear it's gonna be here going to all consoles like the the metal gear uh like collection volume one it's going to all consoles that was never never supposed to be anywhere but playstation stop the middle of the road you need to calm down and you got to focus and make Sony great again. Whoa. Well, hey, wow. I mean, bold statement. It, it it's just it's I, my thing it, with 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 Sony over the last uh, few years, especially has just been I don't like it when CEOs uh, uh, become attack dogs for a company. I, I think that I think Jim Ryan had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder um, in terms of and I, I just I really think that the PR from the PR aspect of the way he handled the Activision Blizzard merger was just not well. Uh, you know, I, I think most people knew there was not going to be a way to successfully block it. And some of the tactics that Sony used to try and uh, and and block that merger were just it just came across as petty and it just didn't accomplish anything. But there was always like some interview or something Jim Ryan was doing where he just couldn't keep, you know, away from that and taking cheap shots. And I think it's especially sad when you look at uh, the fact that Phil Spencer, despite being the direct competitor to Sony, and like you said, James, the biggest threat was always extending the olive branch of like, hey, you know, congrats on your legacy. He, uh, he, he said some some kind words about Jim Ryan is always saying good things about PlayStation and, and, and trying to, you know, stop the console wars. I think that's the most important thing, right? That, not to say it's a war, but um, it, it is. You got to know that this wasn't Twitter. you know, gotta yeah. know this wasn't solely a voluntary thing from Jim Ryan. You know, behind closed doors, there was a room, there was a meeting that it was like, hey, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Right. Like type of a meeting where Jim Ryan was called out by the board. Right. There, there, there wasn't just like, Oh yeah, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to decide to step down. Like I, there was definitely one of those meetings. I like so. how we've uh, moved on from song titles to the actual lyrics. I'm here for this. I, uh, I will be just naming this the Taylor Swift episode. Okay. That's what it's going to be. Look what you, know? you made me do. Yeah. I look, mean, yeah, you know, you I just, do. You know, mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's me. <laughs> Chat's loving it right now. They're, they're just playing a game of catch all the Taylor Swift references. <laughs> but Look, uh, some random guy does agree guys, um, that uh, as, as a huge Sony fan, uh, that there's many things they could do better. I do want to see them also try and figure out what the heck it is that they want to do with the live service. They love Bash and Game Pass, and yet they created a competitor to it. And I, um, you know, I, I think that that's definitely been one of the places that it's been scrutinized is like, where are we getting value, especially in, in, in a world where, you know, you're going to be paying full price for Sony releases. Their their concept for a top tier is, oh, no, he's rubbing his hands. What do you got, James? So you actually approached my end game. Okay. And uh, what I have to say with this is I personally I'm a big fan of Sony, the the Sony uh, PlayStation Premium, like I enjoy it. So, what I want to see with whoever steps in, we have seen the meteoric success of nostalgia games coming back. In November, you've got Super Mario RPG, full like full remake yeah. with the original game plus additional content without taking away from the main game. That is amazing. You have Star Ocean Two, the second story that's coming out. Oh my goodness. Uh, earlier this year, we had Tactics Ogre Reborn. We had Advance Wars 1 and 2. Nostalgia is here. New Age gamers are loving what we grew up on and what we enjoyed. 
they have the avenue to say, hey, let's make these licensing things work. Let's make it make sense. Let's load it up and send it out. There's a reason the PlayStation 2 lasted until 2012, for crying out loud. That library mm. of games, good night. Like, could you imagine? It's October, and are you ready for Sony's Spooky Ween? Get some Rule of Rose. Get some Quan. Get every horror game you ever wanted, with the exception of Resident Evil 4. We're not releasing that one ever again. No. But... The opportunities are limitless. They already kind of went that way with the PlayStation 3 games with the cloud-based gaming. Go more. We, mm. as fans, would feast on that. Could you imagine playing the original uh, Katamari Damacy? Like, just rolling around, creating your little trash planet. The original yes. one. Mm -hmm. uh, introducing friends to a, a weird, out-of-left-field JRPG board game, Dokapon Kingdom. Like, getting people together to play... The Japanese equivalent of an like Mario Party, but very weird. It's just limitless opportunity that they shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, they did it with Legend of Dragoon here recently. Yeah, the release was um, uh, left some bad blood with us and Sony because it was just a train wreck, but they fixed it and it came back in an amazing way where you can enjoy that again. Like, we will play it, we will buy it. If you turn your service into nostalgia service, game over game pass cannot touch you because microsoft's equivalent of that hey cool you can play halo one you can play gears of war one they're fun but it's such a minute experience mm. i feel like the game pass battle is gonna be strictly a cost play i think it's gonna be a cost uh, cost battle we're seeing that with all the other streaming networks right disney plus just announced a price increase netflix has announced a price increase peacock everyone's announcing price increases we've gone through the the trial get you hooked you know the the we dupe you with the the low ball rate to get you hooked to now we're going to raise the prices and the question is is who can play that game the best to know how to make some more money but keep it competitive or slightly below your competitors to where you can keep people because i would argue just as you beautifully stated the value of, of the playstation game pass model i think there's a lot of people who would say i love what xbox game pass offers me and i think the question is, is are you as a consumer getting the value you think is worth the money you're spending and you're right maybe that's a play for playstation is here's how we increase the value to our customers in giving them more of what they want in those packages right and on conversely for xbox yeah we got to think about is it so worth the 16.99 a month now for what we're getting right and 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 is there things is there enough change enough addition enough things that warrant that monthly subscription so you know it, it, we're getting to the point now where everyone's got all these different subscriptions and you got to pick because everything's getting expensive yes and what is what is sony and xbox going to do to make their stand out to make you want to keep that yeah i mean I, I think that's gonna that's gonna be the battle yeah, their lower tier uh, offerings are eh. Uh, their higher tier stuff is definitely eh. But I mean, look, you know, you, you're right, James. The PS2 was such a a, a landmark era uh, for gaming in general, just the success of that console. That um, and it was the last PlayStation console I owned. You know, that was my breakup with uh, with PlayStation. And until they can show me under new, new leadership that they've got something really special going on going on, then we are never ever getting back together. Um, so... I mean, the last time I played PlayStation, I felt 22. I, that's, I mean, that's, that's, 
for me it's been been that I, long i i can't believe how many we've how we gotten in here on this episode hey but there's listen. 237 songs in her catalog <laughs> so we've barely scratched the surface look this okay. is a yeah by a thousand cuts right here oh my gosh I'll don't tell be you. mean james don't be mean don't be mean that's right but james you know what you should do you got to tell our our good friends here over at, on, on our listeners about what you got going on, man. You got to plug this blog because uh, we I, we've been talking about the uh, the the themes that we're having this month and also coming up through the rest of the month. I think now's a good time to kind of give a little a little sneak peek. I think we got some fun stuff coming up over there on the podcast or United blog, right? Uh, I am excited because this is gonna this is awesome. So we've started October, guns a blazing. Uh, Chris from One Hour One Direction walks you through the first article of October's spooky games to remember month. And there's a couple surprises in there that might not just be video gaming, but you get a play-by-play of his experience through Signalis. The, that will, it will blow your mind. And we're just going to keep amping it up as we get ready for Halloween. And then game of the year season is upon us. So come November, you're going to see uh quite a few variations of uh, game of the year. Is it Final Fantasy 16? And if you didn't choose Final Fantasy 16, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> my, the one I am so, 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 so excited for, because I was talking with Nick about it, and don't blame me if you guys also get hooked with this, because the Electric Touch is coming in hot with worst game of the year, and why is it Gollum, apparently? <laughs> Yeah, so we're doing about uh, game of the year articles, and then following that up with uh, with worst game of the year articles um, from our our very and diverse crew of, uh, of of writers. And I gotta tell where you, do like, you find it. I mean, there's only one place or two places you can find it, right, Nick? I mean, where do you find where are you gonna find that amazing content? You better get over to quitthebuild.com is where you're gonna go. Uh, over to our blog because that's where uh, all of these articles are and uh, just really great stuff there with the team and uh, just a really interesting viewpoints. And I mean, it, look, if, if you're ever going to want uh, a nuanced and interesting take on video games or opinions on games um, and the gaming industry, go find a gaming pod, go find an indie gaming podcaster because you're, you're, you're never going to find a more passionate bunch. And that's why I love the group that we have um, just coming together from all walks of life and just uh, just talking about games. And it's not stuff you'd expect. We have so many hidden gems and just unusual uh, stories that are waiting for you at the blog. So I really do think um, that uh, that is worth your time. I've just been informed that Electric Touch is a song. I didn't know that. That was a good that was a good that was a good pull. Yeah. I mean, so that's the sub game that James and I have been playing this whole podcast episode is which ones do you know? Which ones, and which do, ones do you miss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, you're you're, bat- you're you're like you're batting like eighty percent right now. Okay, like they, you've okay. gotten most, but there's been a handful that have just you know. Chat's left- coming in clutch for me. Chat's picking we, them up. We we've been laughing, but you've just had a blank space on your face. So, uh, you know, so uh, you I know, gotta read the room, man. You know, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's full, sometimes it's a blank space. You know, oh so, no. Um, Speaking of blank spaces, this is your time, everyone out there in the QTB land, because we need you now to read these articles and let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, so Podcasters United uh, has been an amazing partnership here with Quit the Build. We are going to be writing till our socks come off, and we're going to take this cruel summer of harsh things with Jim Ryan and all them kind of leaving in the dust, and we're going to come at you fast and furious in a getaway car filled with amazing articles. 
How many was that? We'll be quickly back in December. I mean, you know, it's going to be here before we know it. I I, I can't even I can't even keep up anymore. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Uh, okay. Yes. Well, yeah, like I said, it's, it's officially the, uh, the Taylor Swift episode. Um, Taylor Green said no one's made a, 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 a from the vault of Taylor's version puns. Oh yeah. Taylor's version. That's right. Yeah. This is QTB Taylor's version. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not like there's nothing new. I can't stop. I have to, we have to stop. Oh no, guys, listen, right, get, get your Chris, ugly Christmas QB, QTB Christmas sweater. Yes. It's my it's my annual it's my continual plug. You got to get it now. It, it it's not it's not a QTB episode if Brad doesn't plug the uh, the the sweater and of course all the amazing merch we have on our website. Again, just go to the the merch page on quitthebuild.com. Check it out, guys. Get yourself some QTB swag. That's our squad swag. And uh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, listen, guys, a super fun episode. Uh, James, thank you for stopping by, man. Uh, always good to have you on here. And yeah, guys, do yourself a favor. Not only uh, uh, do, do I want you to go onto our blog and check out these articles, you can actually register on the website and then uh, even leave comments. Um, and that means the world to the people writing these uh, these blog articles. That means that someone's out there reading them. Um, so to do that, read an article or two, leave a comment, leave a like, um, and uh, get involved. Because, uh, you know, especially with our suggested articles, you're going to go down a really fun uh, kind of curated rabbit hole of the games that you enjoy. Um, and the, the types of articles that you enjoy. We have so many uh, fascinating stories uh, there to be told. So check it out, everybody. And uh, yeah, I think it's time for us to, uh, to end this thing, man. Brad, you want to you wanna get one or two more puns in here and uh, call it a show? No, I'll let you kick it off. We'll go to James and I'll finish as usual. All right. Oh, he's got something. Here we go. All right, everybody. Well, until next time, for James and Brad, I'm Nick. For Brad and Nick, forever and always, I'm James. And for Travis, Taylor, Nick, and James, I'm Brad. (laughs) Oh, peace out, what it do.